Yes, yes, it is DJ Ski from Dash Radio, and you are now listening to the number one South Asian radio station in the world. I'm talking about Ruckus Avenue Radio, Dash Radio's exclusive South Asian station. Let's go. I'm a doctor, a father, an American, an Indian. I've had conversations about life from every angle, and as I've navigated the South Asian experience, I share stories of people and their purpose, and what they're saying over and over again is, trust me, I know what I'm doing. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and on this episode of Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing, I'm joined by Rish Lotlikar, the co-founder and CEO of the virtual real estate platform Superworld. Stay tuned. Look, I get it. Trust me, I know what I'm doing requires a certain amount of faith to donate your time and energy to listening to me chat with others. So a heartfelt thank you for crossing that threshold to listen, to subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and share it with others, and to also follow us on social media at Dr. Abhay Dandekar. So indulge me for a second, but let me hit you with the components of a word jumble. Faith, trust, risk, security, future, uncertainty, truth, tangible, human, artificial, virtual, augmented, presence, real, non-fungible, and intelligent. The thing is that like many other emotions and descriptors, these words surround the precipice of cultural change, especially related to technology. And while it's great to reminisce about the phone booth or my hospital pager or opening a paper map to find a place, the leaps to engage in a new cultural technology phase go well beyond simply the tools we use, but transcend into our thinking and our mindset. And this is exactly what's been on my mind as I think about the metaverse, blockchains, decentralized structures, and NFTs. So I was truly grateful to share a conversation with Rish Lutlikar, the CEO and co-founder of Superworld. Rish was born in India, grew up in the US, and considers himself a global citizen, as he's truly lived around the world. He's been in the banking, finance, real estate, and venture capital arena for many, many years, and most recently co-founded Rogue Studios, a Hollywood film, TV, gaming, and immersive entertainment studio. In co-founding and leading Superworld, though, Rish has created a platform that uses augmented reality to create a digital overlay of the physical world where you can buy virtual land and control what gets developed, created, and advertised in that overlay. Pretty cool, right? The concept is fascinating in that it merges what we experience now with the augmentation and gateway into a true metaverse of possibilities. And like many leaps of culture and tech that we've taken in the past, are we actually thinking of the balance sheet of benefits and even consequences to that? So I was grateful to catch up with Rish to share a conversation, and among the myriad of questions running through my head was whether or not we're all actually ready for this. Why do you think the world is so ready for the metaverse and, and super world in particular? You know, I think that there's been a, a series of, of inflection points technologically, societally that have, that have been occurring over the last, you know, 20, 20 years or so um, that have gotten us, you know, closer and closer to this concept of metaverse, you know, from uh, science fiction writing to the advent of uh, mobile uh, cell, you know, phone technology, 
uh, mobile applications, uh, 5G. You know, there's there's a number of hardware things that are happening on the hardware side. Number of things that have happened on the software side with gaming engines, uh, with you know, uh, content uh, becoming immersive, uh, AR, VR. Uh, and then sociologically and, you know, societally, we've now become a lot more open to being, you know, connected, you know, going from the days of I'm going online to always right. persistently online um, to, you know, COVID, uh, you know, again, uh, has really made us much more understanding of the benefits of being virtual in certain certain ways. And, and the other way around that as well is not being virtual because you want to be together with someone and understanding the value of that. And, and the metaverse really brings all of that together, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's an interface that's online and offline. It's persistent. It's literally kind of capturing all of your activity. Um, that you're doing. And in other words, with Superworld, we're all about benefiting all of the things that you're doing in the real world and your real life. And so I think that's that's the kind of culmination of things that have really made us kind of prepared or more amenable to to what's happening here. Well, and for for all those inflection points, likely you and I have both been a part of many of those, right? It, you know, does this inflection point somehow in, in some ways feel any different for you? You know, each one of those was, uh, I think, you know, a paradigm shift in many ways. Whether you're looking at the technology ones like us moving to mobile platforms that enabled us to, you know, bring um, technologies like Uber or Airbnb and, and these other, you know, companies to life to the ability to, you know, broadcast a video or do a podcast like this, uh, whether it's on the web or mobile and get it out to to millions of people and 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 so again you know those those have all built up and each one of them it's funny like once it happens and it's been out you take it for granted and if you don't take it for granted like like you're doing in in the case of this podcast you're yeah. jumping in and you're looking to kind of leverage um the benefits of that new technology you know i i think that this time with what's happening with Web3 and blockchain, uh, as well as what's happening in the immersive space with AR and VR, what's what's happening with hardware like LiDAR with glasses coming out. Yeah. I think this is a real combination of all those things in a, in a, in a much more you know, bigger kind of step fashion. And so for me, I'm definitely... Um, you know, for our team here at Superworld and just, you know, kind of what we've seen, this is a really big shift, especially when you look at what's happening with Web3 and how that integrates. I'm sure there's elements of people have been brought to that precipice a mm -hmm. lot faster and perhaps they're ready for the general public. And, and for that matter, for, for your team, how, how easy is it to perhaps bring people to that that quantum sort of step. Have you found that to be sort of, well, there needs to be a lot of sort of evangelism and ambassadorship even to, to get there. Yeah, no, it's, 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 that's a really great question. So, you know, again, with Superworld, we've, you know, we, we launched in 2017. So some of the things that we were 
talking about back then building a world and NFTs, even for that matter, or, you know, the other concepts that really bring all these technologies together. Even when we were talking to investors or when we were talking to people in the technology world, even mentioning that you're bringing together three or four technologies was to them, you know, wild. Yeah, wild. Like, yeah. oh, I, how, why would you do that? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, the, for the mainstream consumer, the word NFT was also something that kind of complicated yeah. uh, their understanding of of what we were trying to do. And so, it's funny how that's shifted, right? So, I remember three or four years ago, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be strategically saying the word NFT in a conversation if I'm explaining to you what you know the idea of what we're doing is and now it that's taken a huge turn in the last year where now that word is is understood by many or at least you know intriguing to many and also uh has just reached this kind of mania where now it's even cool so it's it's been very positive and then you go broader to the word metaverse or you know how facebook has changed their name to meta and a broader understanding of of what's happening in the industry and and so you know it's gone from kind of as i said like avoiding some of these terms to now putting those words on the forefront because they've reached broad understanding or at least appeal yeah no and and it's funny because you know to be part of the daily language it means that people have to have developed some sort of comfort you know with it in the first place and for you and i'm sure you probably have to navigate through this or members of your team have to do this but how do you describe to someone who's completely naive to this or this entire sort of arena what it is that you actually do yeah so you know superworld is a virtual world mapped on top of the real world so it's all around us in augmented reality you have a world, I have a world, brands have worlds. So, you know, I usually use a three-pronged analogy to explain what Superworld is. So the first analogy is Pokemon Go. That was the, the very famous popular game where people are running around looking for digital Pokemons, right? But I use that as an analogy for adding digital information to the real world, right? Yeah. So you have a world, I have a world, brands have worlds. Anyone has the ability to create anything anywhere and put that content anywhere in the world, 3D, 2D, audio, any type of content. And there's an infinite number of filters on the world. I could see your world. I could see my world. I could see my favorite brand's world, my favorite celebrity's world, you name it, right? So that's the first analogy. The second analogy is Foursquare. That's an analogy for data. So on the data side, we believe in permission use of data, data integrity. We want users to get paid for their data monetization. And so ultimately, you get paid to use Superworld. And you know the concept here that we, you know, again have revolutionized, and you know, hopefully, uh, you know, kind of bring out there in the world is how do we use tokenomics to actually incentivize people's passions? One of our investment partners calls this passionware. Yeah. You know, how do we, you know, take these same things? There's a concept called play to earn, which is a concept of people play video games and they earn. They earn money. And so how do you take all those things and actually apply them to everyone's lives? So I want Nike to go pay for you to go on a run, right? That's the concept here. And then the other part of that on that second data analogy is how do we take all this user activity 
And how do we actually improve the world around us? You know, you're a pediatrician, so I'll bring this up. There's this movie called Social Dilemma. And it was a movie about how we're living in these algorithmic bubbles and how we're all staring at our phones all day and how kids are obsessed with making the next Instagram or TikTok post. The thing that we're doing differently is how do we take these technologies and do it in a way that's actually life-enhancing in the real world? How do we enhance people's real lives? Because I got two kids and I don't want to suck them into a virtual world. That's the last thing I want to do. And, and, and so it's a fine line, but that's our, that's our differentiation. It might sound ironic, but we're building a virtual world yeah. that actually enhances people's real lives. And then much more than that, our why is how do we actually improve the real world? So yeah. as an example of that, when you buy a plot of virtual land in Superworld, we'll plant a tree in the real world. We're partnered with the World Bank yeah. to help with hurricane season in the, in the Caribbean. We're partnered with UN UNESCO. So the ROI is let's build a better world. Mm. And then the third analogy of Superworld is monopoly. We've taken the surface of the earth and we've divided it into 64 billion blocks of land. Each block covers a city block around the world. So you can buy any block of earth. And if you buy a block of land in Superworld, you're buying a digital asset, an NFT that gives you a big share of any of the economics that happen there. Advertising, e-commerce, digital commerce, data analytics, and gaming. So if you love what we're doing, the opportunity is for you to become a key stakeholder in places around the world. And you can reprice those properties, you can sell those properties, or you can keep them and again, earn a share of any of the income that happens there. And then we're building applications on top of this. And then we're moving into, you know, we're launching a token. So there'll be a currency, decentralized finance is accessible. So you can take, you know, loans, you can get access to capital. There's governance and there's voting. So ultimately, if I if I zoom out here, yeah, this is a movement. And the yeah. movement is how do we come together to build a better world and empower people? That's what Superworld's about. You're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. After a quick break, we'll come back to our conversation with Rish Lotlikar. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. Let's rejoin our conversation with Superworld co-founder and CEO, Rish Lotlikar. I'm struck by, and, and you eloquently sort of went through those three examples, especially in the third of all the layers that are there. And, and we'll get to that in a second, but I'm so curious, how did your own personal adventure lead you to this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny. So I so I'll give you a quick snapshot of, of my background. Uh, I was born in India, you know, I was born in Mumbai, and I you know grew up in Houston. I went to Rice University, uh, grad school in Illinois. 
Illinois. I started living, I lived in Madrid, Paris, and London between college and grad school. I've always loved the world. You know, we live very nomadically now, very globally around the world. And so I've always loved cultures, people. And so for me, you know, building a, a platform, a, a movement like Superworld is, is definitely my passion. Like, you know, my, I love my heart. And so, you know, grad school, I, I was, I was doing an MD, MPH, MBA. So it was, you know, pre-med and, uh, and and I'd gotten a grant from the National Institutes of Health to do the MBA. I did that, and, and that summer I worked uh, in a management consulting firm. Uh, in, in college, I was actually I used to take out eyes for transplant surgery. I used to, I used to excise corneas and eyes. It was really hardcore into medicine. But when I did this MBA, I realized that like you know I very had a strong interest in, in in these other things that I was learning. Yeah, and I kind of took this other path. Ended up doing consulting, and then I worked on Wall Street. I was at UBS and HSBC in New York, started off in public finance, corporate finance, and M&A. Of all things, I was doing real estate investment banking, and now we're doing virtual real estate. So it's funny how... Full circle. You know, you didn't, yeah. I didn't know I would be doing virtual real estate at some point. Right. I'm pretty well equipped for that, um, having done the traditional you know, side of that business. Yeah. Uh, and then ended up in venture capital in New York, investing across tech and biotech. Really understood kind of the nuts and bolts of you know early stage companies and how to grow and finance them. Started a couple of venture capital funds in Europe, so those more of an idea. Wouldn't it be yeah. cool to start a venture capital fund in Europe? Then it was early at a platform called TopTal, which is a talent marketplace uh, backed by Andreessen Horowitz. It's a you know global talent platform that's uh, now a unicorn company. So learned a lot about you know how do you scale and grow a platform. So it was a great great experience for me, and then. About six years ago, started Rogue Initiative Studios, which is a film, television, gaming, and virtual reality studio in Hollywood. So my co-founder produced Call of Duty, Modern Warfare series, and Ghosts, the game. And then my partner, uh, production partner is Michael Bay, the action director, is known for Transformers, The Island, Armageddon, Pearl Harbor. And so at Rogue Initiative, you know, what we do is we build cross-platform franchises, feature film, television, gaming, virtual reality, all the way to amusement park rides and toys. And that's what got me into AR and VR, because we're also backed by a lot of the top AR, VR venture capital funds. And then putting all that together, when you understand you know, cross-platform content creation and production with the Pokemon Go concept that had come out, which is yeah. adding content to real-world locations, and then adding Web3 to that, which is the ability for anyone to own these assets that they're creating, the assets that exist on the platform sure. is really how you know the origins of Superworld really came about. It was all those experiences and my co-founder as well, coming from a gaming immersive background. Let me ask you two things yeah. that come up. One is, do you imagine that eventually that mm-hmm. there is a Superworld, but then there's another Superworld, and mm-hmm. I'll have to make choices between you know different Superworlds out there. And then the second one mm-hmm. is. Does poverty exist in Superworld? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a number of virtual worlds already out there, right? So there's one, uh, probably one of the most famous ones is, is Decentraland, and another one's called Sandbox. Yeah. And you know, those worlds are totally virtual worlds. Um, so again, a big differentiating between what we're doing now is we're on top of the real world, you know, we're yeah. all around us. You know, but there will be other worlds out there. And they, you know, ultimately, when you break this down, these are communities, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know, and there's different communities in the world right now. There's yeah. you know, 
millions and millions of communities out there. Yeah. And when you add Web3 to communities, um, there's a very powerful effect um, that's galvanizing. That's, it, it's, it's, it's an effect that gives people ownership in those communities. It allows people to build livelihoods in those communities and from those communities. And so, you know, I think you're right. There's going to be other virtual worlds and there's going to be lots of these communities sprouting. Sure. I think the way that we're positioning ourselves in Superworld is, again, a very open experience expansive, we call it the open metaverse thesis, mm-hmm. right? Which is essentially, you know, how can we be open to content that's being created elsewhere, anywhere yeah. else with any other software or hardware, because we're open on, we're yeah. software agnostic, hardware agnostic. And how do you get content in Superworld and allow that content to go elsewhere? And so we're very close to the other virtual worlds, you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's actually pretty awesome. Like all the founders of these virtual worlds are good friends and, you yeah. know, we talk and get together. And, and so for us, it, you know, for us, it's how do we focus on real world and real life? And a lot of people call us the gateway to the metaverse mm-hmm. because, you know, people can say, oh, you know what? I don't know about AR and VR and blockchain and AI, but I'm going to go buy my neighborhood. I'm going to yeah. buy my house or I'm going to buy that place I always loved in Paris or right. New York or wherever. So now they've, now they've entered into a Web3 wallet. Now they have crypto. Now they own yeah. a place in Superworld. And then they want to explore maybe another virtual world. They want yeah. to go in, you know, uh, DeFi or these other products. So we that's our strategy. And then the second question about poverty, our, our view on that is, is what we want to do is empower people. And so for us, you know, as AI and machine learning is really penetrating a variety of aspects of our life, you know, the idea is that we'll have to figure out ways to to build livelihoods outside of maybe things that, you know, people were doing in the past that now maybe they're not able to do as well because a computer or machine can can do that job yeah. much better. And so, you know, I think you've seen this kind of spawn of, of creativity, of creator ecosystems, of influencers, of of people that are kind of leveraging their network, their creativity to create content, to create experiences, to go direct to you know, consumer and do yeah. that. And so what we're facilitating at Superworld, back to your you know, question about poverty, yeah. is the ability for anyone to uh, hopefully have the tools to be able to get out of a situation of poverty and, and hopefully build a livelihood. That's our goal. You know, with all of this stuff, how, how do you build trust in this work? How do you cultivate trust and confidence in an arena that, you know, like we talked about, it's just a quantum leap for folks. Is there a currency to that trust? Is there a framework to that trust? Yeah, it's a really great and important question. Um, again, these are communities, you know, they're communities of trust and cooperation. I think the blockchain and utilizing technologies like NFTs helps enable that as well and facilitates that because these contracts are pretty open. And so again, they're interoperable. They're, you know, they actually define authenticity. Yeah. And, you know, if you're owning an NFT, it's it's publicly verifiable. So a yeah. lot of the, a lot of that technology helps to further enable that trust. You know, going from a centralized system where you know one organization controls that information to a decentralized information system again is a uh, again a 
a quantum leap in enabling trust. Um, that's what trust is about. It's it's you know trustless because you, every, it's open and, and transparent. Um, so you don't need to trust anyone because you can publicly verify this information. And then again, it's it's about bringing together right key stakeholders and partners. That's been very important to us. You know, we we work with you know investors like Tim Draper, Draper Gorn Home. We have a variety, you know SOSV very globally. So you know what we want to do is bring together kind of the the, the most well known, the best investors around the world uh, who understand what we're building. And as well as partners, you know, we have people like Bob Metcalf, who co you know, founded Ethernet and Metcalf's Law. Stephen Wolfram is one of the top AI computer scientists in the world. You know, we have the guy who created the word metaverse on board the team for the IEEE. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I, I kind of want to figure out who, who the, all these, you know, the, the people that who should be around the table here. Yeah. And that includes the community as well, right? You know, community leaders, people that are who have insights into what we should do. Does this spell the the end of institutions, educational institutions, governmental yeah. institutions, um, not for profit type institutions? So, you know, I think those organizations will always be uh, collectives of of you know the different categories um, that are represented there in those terms. And I, you know, I think as you are thinking more of you know kind of stakeholder capitalism and how bringing you're bringing together all these parties to 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 make sure that you're building ecosystems that are benefiting all of those individuals communities ecosystem you know institutions you know all this all those parties together uh, i think they're all important you know we're we're definitely you know working with universities and governments already yeah. you know barbados is building a, an embassy in superworld so again i embrace I embrace the real world, yeah. you know, uh, sort of like uh, in, be inclusive of, of yes. it all, uh, of all of it, of everything. Yeah. And, and then figure out how do we leverage technology to improve, improve those things and yeah. empower people. And, you know, and, and, I, and that, that is definitely our goal. And, and by embracing all of those institutions, I think that's how we get there. The yeah. individuals, the communities, the institutions, everyone. Yeah. You're, you're a parent and, and you've mentioned this before of, of like, you know, being mindful of, of the impact of this on your kids. And as you think of the work and reflect on it and in shaping this kind of new frontier, and it honestly leaves me with so many more questions, but as a parent, tell me one thing that makes you just so excited about this and tell me one thing that perhaps makes you pause about it. Yeah. So, you know, I think what's very exciting about this is that you know we're essentially creating a way to empower anyone to do anything anywhere to build anything anywhere to again uh, to be able to monetize and create livelihoods from any type of medium uh, my daughter for example is is a six-year-old uh, creating art right you know she's drawing creating art and you know i think we've seen through technology over the last 10 to 15 years, as I said, the rise of, of creators of all sorts. And, and really, you know, I think the exciting thing here is as you think of children, they're so naturally creative and they're so naturally open to, 
you know, pursuing their passions. You know, I think in the past, you know, we've all gotten put in these boxes. Like, oh, how how are you actually going to make money? (laughs) How are you? What you? What are you going to do with your life? And I think that you know, I think this technology opens that up. You could take all those passions and create things that you know help you engage around those passions with communities around the world that love those things as well. So I, I think it opens up a lot of opportunities. Access, you know, communication, yeah. you know, globalization, um, and really understanding the world around them. That's my goal here. Is yeah. to, you know, I mean, I, like I said, we we live very nomadically. So, you yeah. know, my my daughter has lived in fifteen countries, and she's six. Right. Most people aren't going to have the opportunity to travel and see these things, but in Superworld, they can. Yeah, they yeah. can go to places and experience the world. You know, and it feels real. And, and is there anything that that makes you pause about this work? You know, at, at the same time, you know, I think you know the comment that I I made about the the fact that you know these technologies, as you watch kids play with their iPads or their phones, and you know they're really engaged with those those that those hardwares and and uh, those games and and things that they are potentially learning from. So in some ways it's educational. Um, but I don't know if it's totally, uh, a, a, you know, a, a healthy thing to be such engaged, so engaged in these, you know, worlds and, and, um, platforms. And so that's what we're trying to do. That's different is, you know, how do we, how do we build these technologies in a way that's going to enhance people's real lives, their kids, real lives. And, and, and that means, Maybe not sitting there and looking at something, but sitting and looking in the real world. You know, you're you're in the real world, but some of these technologies help you learn about it. Maybe now you're seeing some information about that tree, but you're actually interacting with the tree. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, right. In the real world. That's the point. Well, Rish, we're appreciative of all that you're bringing to us, and on top of that, uh, it's such a, a treat to to chat. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope we'll have a chat uh, sometime soon again too. Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure to share a story and thank you for the, the opportunity to be here. Thanks so much, Rish. And you can learn more about Rish at superworldapp.com. Perhaps in Superworld, my dunking skills are superb. So maybe buying the Rucker Park basketball court with some obviously minimal augmentation could turn my posterizing dunks into, wait for it, a reality. Till next time, I'm Abhay Dandekar. Hey, this is Vedant Kukta from Global Kids Power Hour, and you can check out ruckusavenueradio.com for more information and for the latest on station programming and more.